Cakes Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back for another one. Yeah, back for another one and really going back to an earlier topic that we never revisited from, I guess, back in our original 10 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, back in uh, episode 7? Yeah, 7. 7, yeah. We touched on this uh, in our episode Death Cake Nights. (laughs) Yeah, which ties in with the previous episode a bit because that one again... Uh, for those who heard um, our episode about commercials, um, that was the one with the header image of Mac Tonight. Yeah, you know, again before he became, yeah, who, uh, before he went on to be famous on the internet, co-opted by the Aryan Nation. Which I really don't understand how or why that is, but it happened. I don't understand it either, but I don't claim to understand those people. Yeah, so let's not give them any more attention. Let's move on to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, we are talking about um, the the block of uh, TV that went on from 1986 until 2000. Um, it co-opted the phrase "Thank God it's Friday" and turned those initials into <laughs> "Thank goodness it's funny." This is ABC's TV block TGIF? Yeah, and. I guess it's important to say, though, I mean, yeah, technically, technically it didn't begin until 88, because it definitely, it had that block, but they didn't name it, or at least it definitely wasn't called TGIF back then. Yeah, see, now, TGIF is unique in uh, television, because it was the first uh, ever, like, branded block of television. Now... Uh, I mean, if you go back to the sort of mid-late 80s, uh, TV was totally different than it is now. Uh, nowadays, Friday is, is like the, uh, the, the graveyard for TV shows. So if you're on a Friday, with the exception of maybe one or two shows, you're, you're probably going to get canceled. <laughs> Friday, yeah. Friday is yeah, bad, the- bad day for TV here currently. But back, oh, what, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say that was a question I asked back when we talked about. It. And, and again, you know, back in episode seven, we kind of talked about a couple episodes or a couple of shows that were part of TGIF, but we didn't really delve into TGIF, which is why we're doing it now. But I asked mm-hmm. a question and I still haven't been able to find an answer to it. I mean, I've, I've I've been digging. It's been years, and I still can't find out the answer. Like, why is it? that a Friday night worked back then whereas nowadays and you know after that it became the death slot I don't know I don't know if it's because 
you know, the coveted block for the coveted uh, age range for all TV is uh, 18 to 49 males, right. usually. And I don't know if back then more people were just staying home on Friday nights or I don't know if, if it's the advent of just you know the explosion of cable TV being what it is and having so many choices now to go watch TV I don't know if that's it or if I, I, I couldn't tell you and I don't know if there is a definitive answer yeah, I mean, I can't find one because I mean, even with your cable proposition there, I mean, that would be true of all all nights. But that's but it's not. You know, certain nights are great for television. Sunday nights are awesome. Yeah, you know? and Sunday nights were awesome back in the day. I mean, I was thinking oh, still are. before we started. Um, you know, this uh, again, this is before cable really took off. You you had your your Nickelodeons and your. Um, you know your HBOs, but they weren't producing the kind of content that is on now. You know, so when you're a, a preteen or you know early teenage kid watching TV, you really only had the big three, uh, big four networks to watch uh, shows on yeah. in the evening. So you look at, at it this way: if, if you look at the week, Sunday. I would say NBC probably had it until Fox came along and had, you know, the Simpsons and Living Color. We, we covered all that on our uh, our episode about Fox. Jaguars and Hoodies. Go check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say NBC kind of ruled it because NBC had, you know, the Sunday shows like Golden Girls, Amen, right. 227. Um, yeah. Uh, NBC also had Mondays and Thursdays on lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondays were, you know, ALF and um, I'm sure there's some other uh, sitcoms that were there. Uh, God, was um, Facts of Life NBC? I think it was. I think it was too. Yeah, so, so you had those shows on Monday. Thursday, of course, you had the Cosby block. The Cosby show, Different World. Uh, Wings, I think, was thrown in there at a certain point. So you you had those shows. Um, And then other than that, I mean, the rest of the week, I don't really know what was going on. Saturdays were usually the movie of the week, so there wasn't a lot. I mean, Saturdays was kind of your death knell as well. Right, now Saturday was always the case, and that makes sense, because, you know, that's the weekend, people are out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And... I mean, looking at the schedule for Fridays, ABC probably had it on lock then, you know, from about 84 to, or I'd say 85 to 89 when they they officially branded it, because, you know, they had Webster, Mr. Belvedere, Different Strokes was still on there early, um, you know, and then coming in with with a full house eventually came on there. So right. they, they, I would say that Benson they probably had one point. which one Benson. Yeah. Benson was there early on. So they really had Fridays on lock to begin with, but 
you know, it wasn't until 89 when they officially branded it TGIF that really sort of, you know, they put their flag in it, you know, said, this is our night. Yes. And they put all of their top tier shows there, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't think that phrase of must see TV that NBC has or had. I don't think that started till probably mid nineties, and that was with Friends and no, everything not else. Like but that was, but must see TV was just sort of for all of their shows, not a specific night, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because um, Seinfeld was Thursday, so they moved to Wednesdays, and so there was that, and then um, uh, Mad About You, I think, was back to back with Seinfeld. Um, the only one I cared about was Seinfeld, by the way, because NBC by then had lost me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think different nights were different musty TVs. Yeah, and it wasn't like I said; it was just their their commercial tagline. It wasn't necessarily a block, right? Right. But this was a full on block, which I mean, really, just kind of set the stage for. I mean, all of them. You know, when we talk about these animation blocks, or we, like the Disney Afternoon, we talk about <laughs> even the blocks that we name our uh, our stuff on with this podcast. I mean, really, TGIF is kind of the um, origin point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, they, they are credited as being the first one ever. So, um, I mean, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. We, we mentioned some, some of the, the shows sort of leading up to... Uh, TGIF like Webster which I always thought was NBC but apparently it was ABC uh, Webster Mr. Belvedere um, all, well Webster was over by the time TGIF came around right the ones that were grandfathered uh, in were um, Mr. Belvedere like you said uh, Full House had, um, I think that had been on for like a season or two and uh, Perfect Strangers also yes uh, that's right Perfect Strangers had been on for a season Full House had been on for two. Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere had been on for years. <laughs> yeah, that's, four. This, yeah, like Mr. Belvedere. Four, five. Not, not new. That was the only one that had been on for a long time. The other, the other so, two shows yeah. that were fairly new, but again, had a season or two under their belt. Yeah, so the original lineup, the very first official TJF lineup was Perfect Strangers at, at your 8 o'clock Eastern time, then Full House. Mr. Belvedere, and then Just the Ten of Us, which Just the Ten of Us was a spinoff of Growing Pains. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that a little bit in back in Nights. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of that show. No. And so no, when that it, was on, I would just go play uh, Super Mario Brothers because um, that was, well, you know, you know most nights would be up, even up at 9.30 anyway back when I was like, what, seven, eight years old. But, you know, Friday nights, you stay up later. So yeah, that's when I'd be playing video games or <laughs> doing something else completely because yeah, I didn't like I hated Justice Ten of Us. Yeah, yeah, because it took a character that really didn't. Well, I it's it's interesting because it took a character from Growing Pains who was it, it was the gym coach for <laughs> Kirk Cameron's high school, and just gave him a whole show about his. It was about him, his wife, and then he had eight kids, or something like that. So there's ten of them all together. And it was just it's all about him moving to a new school and then yeah, you know, living life, or whatever. 
which is weird because he was such a non. I mean, I don't really remember him. I remember from, from a couple episodes in the show, but I don't. I don't think he had that much of an impact to, you know, garner his own spinoff. Nah, and it just kind of makes me wonder. You know, was it that no one else on the show wanted to do it? And they just said, okay, you know, <laughs> six down the line. I don't know. But it, it, it is weird because they took the same formula for another show we're going to talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, just 10 of us I never watched. Um, uh, um, the only one I could say I really watched back then was Perfect Strangers. Um, Full House I was aware of, and I might have caught it sometime. Well, you know, I missed a bell video too. But, um, you know, Full House, honestly, I didn't really start paying attention to that. Probably until I was even... <laughs> Man, maybe never back for another year or two. Yeah. And even then, I don't think I even really started watching it a lot until it got rerun on Channel 11. There we go again. Um, the plug for, uh, for our favorite Channel 11 um, television dumping ground because it's leading was Saved by the Bell. And so then right after that, it'd be Full House. I'm like, ah, sure, what the hell. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. And, you know, we just had a, a vacation over the Easter holiday. We, we went to. To Chicago for the weekend and you know it, it was like our last day there and we were in the hotel room because it was too cold to go out we, we had already had dinner stuff so we're just kind of winding down and I guess Nick at Night is showing reruns of Full House all the time oh yeah and apparently apparently my kids love this show I didn't know they watched it but apparently they do and they love it it, it I mean it's because of the kids sure you know. but it, it was just weird that they thought the show was you know one of the funniest things ever uh they don't watch Fuller House do they uh I think my daughter does oh god yeah cause she yeah I, I think she watches it mine used to they don't anymore and I'm glad so <laughs> we'll just leave it at yeah. that yeah so uh, I mean well let's just if you don't know I know we've talked about it. Have, I don't know if we've really talked about it in depth before, but Full House is about is is a really depressing premise because <laughs> it's about a, a father who um, is a an anchor for a morning like uh, Good Morning America kind of TV show in San Francisco. Nah. Not initially. Initially, he's a uh, sports sports anchor. Oh, is it okay? Well, yeah. Either way, he he works on TV. Um, he's got three kids, and his wife die. I don't know how she dies, but she dies. They don't ever mention it. Okay. Well, yeah. She she's just dead. So, um, they've got. So it's him and these three kids, and then. His brother-in-law, his wife's brother, decides to move in to sort of help out. That's uh, Uncle Jesse, played by by John Stamos. And then they have a third, like, house husband. <laughs> I, I don't know what his role, how, how he fits into the whole thing. Are they, like, college buddies or... He's his best friend. Now they don't say how long ago. I might be college buddies, whatever. But it's best friend of um, Bob Saget, who is the father, obviously. 
Who fought, yeah, and that's played by um, Dave Coulier, right? Who uh, is also the voice of. He took over the voice of Peter Vankman on the real Ghostbusters after Lorenzo Music died. Um, depending on if you believe the internet rumors, he, he is also the subject of uh, of that Alanis Morissette song. Oh, you ought to know. Yeah, you ought to know. <laughs> Apparently, there's always that uh, rumor going around that she was dating him, and that song is about him. But yeah, I had no idea about that. Um, but the other thing is, and I wasn't really sure um, well you know back then I didn't know voice acting you know from you know, who was who so I didn't I wasn't really aware of him being the voice of uh, Vinkman but I knew him from Out of Control on uh, Nickelodeon which is like this comedy sort of, sort of like sketch comedy show that was on he was the host of it oh I don't think I ever saw that yeah you wouldn't have you didn't have Nickelodeon then, back then yeah. on your uh, on your on your uh, service but saw it at my grandmother's house all the time. It came on Saturdays. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen reruns even once we had Nickelodeon. Because they didn't rerun shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, once it was gone, they, they I don't think they ever brought it back. But I remember seeing reruns of, of like, uh, you can't do that on television. They kept that one for a long time just because it's so much part of um, Nickelodeon's identity. Uh, you know, and they okay. that they had the rights to that for a long time. But I'm pretty sure that uh, Out of Control was Canadian as well as was most of their shit. So, yeah, um, well, he's Canadian too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that was I think that was from Canada. And then once they once they ended it or lost the rights to it, they never brought it back. And they don't. It's not something gets brought up a lot. But yeah, he was he was the host of that, and that's where I knew him from. Yeah, and so the, the show is basically. Um. The, it, it's it's kind of like uh, my three dads, or there three men and a baby. I mean, but uh, with three kids, and it's just them trying to raise these three daughters all together. Which is kind of strange. That was kind of a thing in the eighties, like you said, like you just mentioned, um, three men and a baby, and then uh, well, my two dads. Yeah, my two dads. Raised by your dad or stepdad, where there's like always something with like the mother missing and being raised by raised by men. No, what? My two dads, wasn't it? They both had sex. They they were Eskimo brothers, but they didn't know which uh, one. You know if that? You know I well I haven't seen that show again since I was a kid, so I don't know. I just remember. Hold on, hold on. We, we are taking the NBC uh, NBC detour because I gotta figure this. Oh shit! Why are you doing that? I'm gonna say that yes. it was explained to me by my mother that that the mom something happened with the mom whether she was she died or whatever the case may have been and so it was her father and her stepfather who were raising who, who somehow decided to move in together and raise her I don't <laughs> she definitely didn't explain listen, Eskimo Brothers to me <laughs> listen this is me Nicole Bradford cute huh this is my dad and this is my dad how'd I get to dad they inherited me congratulations it's a girl Here's the judge who brought us together. She lives in our building. My building. I own it. She's going to make sure we're one big happy family with one dad who's down to earth and one dad with his head in the clouds. I, I think we're father of the year. You can count on me. No matter what you do, you can count on me. No matter where you go, I'm standing by your side. I'll be right behind. No one loves you more. 
<laughs> I love my sister, but she's a damn liar. Because here's the synopsis. The show begins after Marcy Bradford, played by Emma Sams, uh, the mother of 12-year-old Nicole Bradford, has died. Two men who had competed for the woman's affections before <laughs> Nicole was born during the summer spent in Key West back in 1974. Uh, uh, Paul Reiser, before, uh, and, or, early before Mad About You, Paul Reiser is a financial advisor and then a struggling artist named Joey Harris former friends who hated one of who who hated one another because yeah, of their why. mutual interest in Marcy <laughs> are awarded joint custody of Nicole holy shit so it's two best friends who are chasing the same chick they must they, they have to have both fucked her <laughs> and then for whatever reason this batshit judge gave them both joint custody of this kid and then they end up moving in together and living together well first of all that I mean you try explaining you go explain Eskimo Brothers to uh to, to your seven year old and see what they uh <laughs> see, see how well you able to do it okay so, secondly secondly <laughs> but that's the same thing of all the 80s where they just somehow they always end up cutting the mother out and you having kids specifically daughters raised by men yeah well there was that one show um was it Valerie's Family that that started out as uh, as uh, Valerie raising her family, and then I don't know if she quit or she was fired. She or quit. What? She quit. Yeah. Okay. So then they kept kept the show going, but they decided to kill her in the show, change the name of the show to The Hogan right. Family, and just kept that <laughs> shit going for like three more seasons. Yeah, man. Michael Bluth, everyone. <laughs> Okay, I'm still reading about my two dads. Okay, so there there was actually uh, an episode called "Pop the Question," where where Pop the two dads <laughs> the two dads against the daughter's wishes had a DNA te- test run to find out who was the biological. Oh father. my god! Um, the the test was was run, but she. The daughter destroyed the results before opening them since she was happy. How? Ha- she, she was happier not knowing who her father was. <laughs> what? What? The, the, the judge who, this batshit judge, saw the results, but then threw them away without revealing them to the audience or to the dad. Uh, okay. <laughs> God, this is the worst show ever. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they found it. Well, what happened is the test was inconclusive. We found two kinds of semen. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> she had a pretty good night, and you guys were none the wiser. Yeah. It would be great if it was a third guy. Oh, good God. You know what? That show was not on TGIF. Let's, 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 uh, no, yeah. let's leave it behind. <laughs> they could have called the show Eskimo Brothers, and it would have been well, awesome. What they could make that show today, they could back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and, but, and, could, anyway. oh, and it could be in the same universe as the league, and they be the first edition in the EB, EB&B. Oh shit! We're done. Okay. Good night. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguars and hoodies all over again. <laughs> <laughs>
I know, in this, and the, but the, at least on that show, or at least on that episode, that topic was related to the network. This, is, this ain't only on the same network, it's not on the same block. Oh, good God. <laughs> okay, but in, anyway, uh, Full House, um, you know, it, it's basically about this family, and then, um, you know, infamously, the little girl Michelle is played by the Olsen twins. Right. Um, I, I don't know why they well I, I guess labor laws you had to have babies that look that yeah, child labor laws but then why anytime you had a baby on the screen first of all I mean you know a baby or a child on a certain age they either couldn't be shown like that's why when you have babies they get swapped with dolls or just not not in the shot at all um but then if they're gonna be on it yeah they have to be twins so they have to split the time yeah yeah so I mean that's kind of how Mary Kate and Ashley got their claim to fame and then they went on to have like uh like their own they had for a while a uh direct to video empire going that's where they made most of their money is like direct to video movies and TV shows well they had an ABC empire because they were doing when you're talking about those movie of the week those Saturday night movies or whatever they had a bunch of straight to um television (laughs) and so they you know on uh, Saturday nights or whenever the hell they would have a movie come on there was like a few of those and then they had like some type of sing-along special and they started going on uh, videos like you were talking about yeah VHS yeah and then of course they, they had their own like kids clo- clothing line and that turned to a preteen clothing line turned to like a teenager makeup everything and then you know now they're coked out skinny reclusive well, I mean, one of them is the other is I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to say about, I mean, everyone kind of knows Full House, yes? Yeah, I mean, I got nothing to say about that. I mean, what Full House is, if not, you know what Fuller House is, and just, this is the show that came before it. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Mouse trap! I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. The first to capture everyone else's mouse is the winner. Just turn the crank and snap the plank and boot the marble right down the chute. Now watch it roll and hit the pole and knock the ball in the rubber up tub, which hits the man into the pan. The trap is set. Here comes the net. Ouch! Mouse trap! I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. I knew you were a winner. Mouse trap from Milton Bradley. Now back to our show. Yeah. So. uh how about Perfect Strangers? Yeah, honestly, you know, to- talking about this early run of TGIF, I mean, that's the only one that, I mean, other than Mr. Belvedere, like I said before. And honestly, I wasn't really, even right now, I wasn't really aware of the fact that they're actually calling the Black TGIF. I just knew that these shows were on at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, Perfect Strangers, again, that had been on for a few seasons before, so I was familiar with this. Honestly, I would tune in for this, and then... Um, like I said, I didn't really pay attention to Full House that much. Maybe I caught Mr. Belvedere because it came on a little bit later at this point. Maybe not. But that's the one I definitely always watched. Yeah. Now, now, just back up a second. You don't remember when they, they originally launched TJF Because they made a big deal about it. They, I want to say they had like a um a special just sort of outlining what TJF is and what shows no, were coming it wouldn't to be until like the next season when they start you know when we when Family Matters came out 
that I remember them saying, you know, tune in to TGIF for this, 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 and this. You know, I didn't. I don't remember it back then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Perfect okay. Strangers. So, um, again, that was that was on for a while. So of course I knew about it. Um, you know, one question I, had, I know we talked about it a little bit on the ninth episode. Um, but I don't know if we asked this question. Did they ever say what country Balky was from? Yeah. It's like from some made up country. I thought so. It wasn't a real, it was like some bullshit, like Kostavlos or some, some shit, right? It wasn't so, it um, wasn't an actual place. Meepos. Meepos. A Mediterranean, it was a Mediterranean island. Okay. Because it's one of them things, it's another another 80s thing, and you know, probably even decades before that. They use the made up country so they can make up all these crazy customs. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, so they have that fish out of water crazy custom kind of thing um now this show starred uh Mark Lynn Baker as uh Larry Appleton who was you know your uptight suit kind of guy and then he had this cousin distant cousin uh named Balky Bartokomus who's played by Bronson Pinchot who I, the only other thing that I can think that he would have been in before this would have been Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 mm-hmm. but he's not a foreign actor I mean I'm pretty sure he's he was born here it's a put upon accent yeah he, he's a, an American ac- actor but he had a sort of a funny accent in um, the first two Beverly Hill Cop movies. So I, I guess they said, oh, well, let's give you a TV show where you can have that same funny accent. But we'll give you, you know, this whole weird backstory. So, which again, going into 80 and we'll talk about this in another in a future episode because, you know, we have some stuff um kind of plan out that we're going to talk about um, whenever we get to this one. But that's another thing they did in the 80s where they would cast white people as foreigners. Mm-hmm. All the time. They do it now. I mean, I guess they still do, but not like back then. <laughs> Nowadays, it's a little bit more offensive and they get called on it, you know. Back then, they just did it. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... With this, he's... I mean, it, it's totally the odd couple, but, you know, one of them's foreign. Right. And so he doesn't know a lot of, like, American culture or pop culture or anything like this. Um, and then he dresses weird and all that. You know, he's got a funny accent and all this stuff. Yeah, and as much as I watch this show, I don't remember specific episodes. I just remember them just being stupid being, you know being silly together in this shit. yeah like there was yeah. one where they ate a it was, some, it was some sort of some sort of vegetable or root that they that they came from Balky's country and, they, and, and <coughs> he had warned not to eat it it was, it was for something I forget what they were going to do with it but they told him if you eat it it does this so they basically it's a standing for a drug reference so they start eating it on purpose and Start dancing and skipping around the house and just acting a damn fool. 
Oh, yeah, because he had that, that uh, dance of joy that he did all the time. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> Which, uh, it's just oh, this weird, no. stupid dance that it kind of like the Urkel yeah. dance, but like more spastic. But um, I, I don't remember this show as much. I mean, I watched it a lot. But, you know, the only thing that I really remember is that, you know, somewhere either in the first or the second season, they gave both of these guys girlfriends. Yeah. And the girlfriends were roommates as well. But, you know, they, they were your stereotypical um, 80s blondes, you know, with the big, the big uh, hairspray, you know, not a bouffant, but, you know, just the big bangs and it's all blown out. And then one, they were wearing yeah, the is that, that <laughs> yes, they were wearing the 80s. But one of the, like, Larry's girlfriend, what was, you know, sort of a she she was the quote unquote sexy one she she was like the model type but she was also the the uh, no nonsense go getter right. the straight laced one and then Balky's yeah. girlfriend was the stereotypical 80s blonde ditz mm-hmm. and did they end up getting married to them I think they ended up getting married uh, possibly you know were they, they were they sisters Because for some reason, I feel like they look the damn same, too. Or is it just because they were both just blonde in the 80s? Is 80s blonde. Okay. All right. Well, well, anyway. I don't know. It doesn't really say. But, you know, the show went on for eight seasons. It was uh, finally canceled then. God. Yeah, it went from... uh, 86 to 93. Now in... Okay, I, get, yeah, the, yeah, I guess that's right then. I, I don't really yeah. remember seeing it until like maybe 88. It's the last one. I'm like, wait, eight seasons. So... Okay. Yeah, and the first two seasons were sort of outside of, of the TGIF block. Right, before it became... And, yeah. And... Uh, it doesn't say what Larry did. But then in the third season, um, oh, I found it here. Uh, the two girls were flight attendants together, but they weren't sisters. Well, of course they, of course they were. Yeah, they. Well, of course they, they were. They were, <laughs> they were roommates and flight attendants. So who they also lived in Larry's building. So they looked. They they wore the eighties and they worked at the eighties. Yes. All right. Basically, basically, and so then in the third season, um, Larry got a new job working for uh, the Chicago Chronicle, which was a made-up newspaper, uh, as a reporter, and he helped Balky get a job in the mailroom because before the the first two seasons, Balky was just crashing on the couch, but. Um, in the third season, they they got a new apartment. Valky got his own room. They both got jobs, and as they are working at this um, newspaper, they run into 
their uh, sassy, no-nonsense black elevator operator whose name was Harriet. Yes, which I guess we'll... Unless you got anything else to say about the show, that takes us right into the next one. Yeah, um... Yeah, we might as well jump into it. Because that one, I, I think, was probably became the... Well, according to the list here, it's like the second big, biggest thing out of uh, TGIF. The first being being uh, Full House, because it was there the longest. But, uh, yeah, um, they had a, a elevator operator who, you know, was just sassy and had, you know, the good one-liners in the episodes. I don't think she was on every episode. Nah. But, you know, she always had some sort of interaction, and she hated... I think she hated Balky, because she thought he was weird. Um, but then midway, uh, in episode four, her husband, Carl, was introduced, and they actually moved into the same apartment building, and I guess it was just the two of them? Or something? But that was for the entirety of the third season of Perfect Strangers. Then um, I remember her, but I don't remember Carl showing up. I, he was only in one episode. All right. Whenever they, they moved into the apartment. But then um, the following year, 1988, they decided to pull the uh, just the ten of us strategy and give a. Uh, character that wasn't in every episode give her her own show and uh, that became Family Matters It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page love and tradition of the grand design some people say it's even harder to find And you said it was just the two of them, so evidently knocked out like they knocked out a um, two teenagers all of a sudden. They just were born teenagers, and uh, now all of a sudden they have two kids. Yeah. Now, um, let's see. in the fall of '89, after the first two seasons of Perfect Strangers, Harriet was given her own spinoff series, Family Matters, and joined Perfect Strangers on the TGIF lineup. Family Matters would eventually run longer than his parent show, 
Uh, Harriet was not seen again on Perfect Strangers, although an early episode of Family Matters explained that she had been fired as the elevator operator, only to be rehired as chief of security at the Chronicle. And then um, they made Carl the main character of Family Matters instead of Harriet. <laughs> well, well, at least at least at least uh, they intended for him to be. Yeah, for the first season, anyway. <laughs> so that's... Uh, There's a really great Key and Peele sketch that... Uh, <laughs> I may have to play some you that what happened there. Come on, I'm an actor, Gene! This was supposed to be about me and my family. I know, but you know, after that, after that first death spot with Steve Urkel, I mean, America fell in love with him, man. We had to make him a regular. And I, you know, hey, listen, he's the star of the show now, sweetheart. We gotta play ball, Bubba. Don't you dare bubble me, Gene! But, uh, yeah, so I, I like what you say. She got fired as an elevator operator. I don't think she was so much fired as the fact, like, you know, it's they, we're going into the 90s. We don't need people to operate the goddamn elevator. Yeah. So we're going to have you do this <laughs> instead. Yeah. And then she made her made her chief of security or whatever for the building, which makes a whole lot more sense, which I always thought she was, you know, once once the show sort of took off, I thought she she was a housewife. I didn't I didn't remember her going out to work and coming home. I thought she had a job. Well, I don't think it, it wasn't chief of security, but I thought she had a job. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but so this is when I start to realize, you know, this TGIF thing because Family Matters. Um, uh, that was what eighty nine, fall eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't think I, I think I first saw it for the first time at uh, your place. We were over at your house one time. You had it on. Like, oh, this is this is hilarious, you know. Uh, very early on, and it was all with these others back to back with um, with Full House, which was on before. So um, it was called like maybe the end of that, and then right into Family Matters, and then you know eventually we all just started watching it, but. I mean, this is the this this is really the flagship. Those are those are the flagship shows, and eventually Full House. I mean, you know, getting ahead of ourselves with Full House, we could move to like Tuesday nights, and Family Matters would take on and just yeah. be the basically the face of TGIF. But whenever you said until '97, yeah, yeah. But whenever you said TGIF, Family Matters is what you were talking about. Like that's what came to mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, when when uh, Family Matters, because the first year of of TGIF, it started out Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, just ten of us. The next year, Full House took that the first spot. So it was Full House, and then Family Matters premiered. Perfect Strangers got bumped to nine o'clock, and then just the ten of us. Right. And then going forward. Let's see, 9091 was the last time Full House was on TGIF. Yeah, that's when we go. And then it was Family Yeah, it, it was Family Matters. Then mid season dinosaurs came in. Uh Perfect Strangers was at nine o'clock. But then that got bumped. I, I guess that at well, ended. No, 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 no. What started yeah, What started happening? Matters. I remember they started doing the weird thing where um and WB was like this too when they first started, you know, before it became a full-on channel with just that block of shows on um, 11. When it was, they had 
it was still on. Family uh, Perfect Strange was still on, but it would alternate, like depending on what they wanted to show. Like some days it would be Perfect Strangers, sometimes it'd be another show. Oh, yeah, it was weird. It got weird for a minute. In fact, hold on, let me pull up the Internet Bible real quick. I just had it open. Um, so you have dinosaurs that would come out a year later, um, and that was, uh, I guess, mid-season. They put dinosaurs on in the second slot, you know, because they wanted on early, just I guess, just for the exposure. Because the earlier it was, the more likely it was people to see it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so his lead-in was Full House. The show went afterwards, Family Matters, which is what people were watching TJF for. So in between, they put dinosaurs, and so in uh, they had another show, which we'll get to in a second. It gets canceled. And so, in its stead, they put they put Perfect Strangers there, and it would alternate, like, depending on the night, like, maybe it alternated weeks or something like that, but sometimes it would be Perfect Strangers, sometimes it would be the other show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it got, I remember when it got weird, and then sometimes, because we'd be staying, because, again, we had the, uh, well, not, well, you know, TV, we didn't have a TV guide, but we had the, uh, the free television listings that came in the newspaper every week and it would uh-huh. list whatever it was you know whatever the I guess whatever the lineup initially was but of course they wouldn't know what was going to be shown they were printed every week and you, you never know what it was going to be in that last slot so it would say one thing and you just have to watch TGIF to know what was going to come up in that last slot because the listings were going to tell you yeah okay yeah Okay, yeah, now now I'm sort of remembering. But, um, yeah, so in 91, Family Matters, Full, Full House ended, Family Matters took over as, like, the main anchor all the way until it left in 97. So that's what? That's five years that it was at the, the 7 o'clock spot. Right. And we don't need to go into Family Matters too deep because number one, we talked about in the last episode. Number two, you know what the fuck Family Matters is. So. I just love this. The the uh, the description here is just so <laughs> what, what description? This on on the internet bible it just Uh-oh. is go ahead uh the series originally focused on the character police officer officer winslow and his family his wife harriet his son eddie elder daughter laura younger daughter judy who appeared who appeared until the character was written out in season four and she went on to do porn it doesn't say that but that's what happened that's what happened though oh, uh, the the pilot episode uh, Mama the Mama Who Came to Dinner also opened their home to Carl Streetwise mother known as Mother Winslow prior to the start of the series Harriet's sister and infant son Richie also moved into the household so it was just like you know this big blended family all living together uh, episode 4 of the show introduced Winslow's nerdy teenage neighbor Steve Urkel and then he took over. Yeah, and at the time, at the time, you were happy about that because Urkel was one of those fucking funny. Yeah, like he was the best part of the show until they made him the best part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 he's great in small doses, 
but then until they told he, him go home, Steve, then he'd be gone. Yeah, he he was. It was really like uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where um, <laughs> you know he he was the jazz of the show, right? You know, uh, he he would come in, do his funny stuff, and then he'd get chucked out the door, and that was it. <laughs> you know, but then, but what? Well, actually, I think I think uh, Fresh Prince would have been better with more jazz. I love jazz. Jazz, jazz, and Carlton were my favorite characters. I mean, other than Will himself. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I could have used more jazz. But but, but jazz had taken over the show and started doing. Well, I guess jazz would be too dumb to do science, but I don't know. Whatever the hell would have been all about jazz and him getting into stupid stuff that would have ruined the show. Oh, they could have they they could have taken taken that uh, that st- Sonic song and changed the theme song to talking all that jazz. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, they should have given him a spinoff. Damn it. See, NBC screwed up with two spinoffs. Because I talked about in the night's episode, that show called Here and Now, which starred Malcolm Jamal Warner after Cosby and Off the Air. And he was still a teacher Mm -hmm. teaching at a, I I don't know if it's an inner city school or it was a community center, just kind of like, kind of like the Theo character had on toward the end of Cosby. But it was basically, it was still Theo. He's still doing the same thing. It should have been Theo, but it wasn't, you know? Yeah, they should have. They should have spun <laughs> after Fresh Prince of Bel Air went off. They should have spun up talking, talking all that jazz. Oh, I want that now. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Rebooting Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Stop! Don't just just make talking all that jazz. Now he's old, and yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we just follow like what happened to jazz like after after the events of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I would watch that. That would be an awesome show. Yeah. But, you know, well, I, I mean, I guess it could be said that, that Family Matters was a cautionary tale of what to do. So, I mean, of what not to do, rather. Because a, a show all about jazz could have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well. Could have had jazz cross-dressing <laughs> as, as Jazzy, his cousin. <laughs> You know what's funny about that? There's somebody at my job, which um, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say what she does because I don't want the people who know me to put two and two together. Um, you know, you just have to do the math yourself, connect the dots on your own. But there are there is a group of people who refer to that girl as Myrtle Urkel. Oh God! And I mean, I'm I say they're wrong with that, but at the same time, they're not wrong. No. Because re- now that I'm, I'm looking at the character list here, um, they had two sort of comic relief characters. They, they had Urkel, and then you also had um, Eddie's friend Waldo, Waldo Faldo. Waldo Geraldo Faldo. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would almost do with more Waldo than uh I would, too. I would, too. You know why? Because somehow Waldo's dumbass was able to pull uh, pull Sherry from Punky Brewster, and I always thought she was fucking hot. Did, oh, I yeah, forgot what was her name, did. Maxine. Yeah, that's right. And she is gorgeous. I mean, even when I was little and she was on Punky, I always thought she was cute. And then she grew up to be like just even more cute. Like, oh good god! So yeah, if you got more Waldo, you would have gotten more Sherry or Maxine. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh 
shit. Now, with that, be- that being Man. said, and we're talking about one of the later episodes when the show was like pretty garbage, it, you know, I do remember <laughs> flipping past it one day and having to catch it. And uh, Maxine has a new boyfriend. And uh, Urkel, who is way too old to play his part, we talked about this last time. He's way too old to be playing his part. And um, his voice should have changed by now, but of course he's still talking the same. But the thing is, Jaleel White is too old to do that voice anymore, so now it's this weird, like, it's the same thing that happened with Dustin Diamond, where he's trying to put on the voice and it just, it doesn't even sound right anymore. This weird, like, high-pitched, squeaky thing for no reason. But, mm-hmm. uh, she's, she's, she's talking about she's got a, she's, she's got a new boyfriend, and, <laughs> and Laura's alongside, they're all doing the girl thing, ah! and Steve is there, he's all in, he's like, ah! all, all along with him. <laughs> and basically they went to the mall did you guys hold hands you held hands we held hands ah! Ah! and Steve's like, ah! and like, <laughs> he's like he went to Cinnabon he bought you a Cinnabon he's like I bought you a Cinnabon ah! 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 And he goes, the big one or the little one the big one the big one ah! Ah! And this is going on for a <laughs> and they find out who he is she's like it's Curtis and all of a sudden Lord's face just goes from excitement to just like pure pissed and Steve's like it's Curtis he's all celebrating <laughs> Curtis apparently was Laura's ex-boyfriend oh shit and so they start yelling at each other and uh, there were pies I don't remember what the pies were for maybe you know bake sale let's just say it was for a bake sale or something that was going on mm-hmm. and she gets mad and she mashes <laughs> Max with that fucking pie <laughs> so it turns into a pie fight of course and then Steve tries to get tries to tries to uh tries to break it up. He gets he gets pied. So he grabs one. And Oh no, wait a minute, what happened? It, no no no. He He ducked and it hit Eddie in the face. And then because Eddie walked in. And then Eddie comes and he hits Steve with it. And he's like, Oh, now you know I gotta get into this. He's like he's, he's like He's like, you know, you had it coming or whatever. And he goes, he tries to pie Eddie. The voice is kind of blinded because of his glasses with the uh, cream on his face. But he doesn't know that Carl is right there. And he's like, I'm sorry, Edo. You know I had it coming. Edo. <laughs> Edo. And he wipes it off and it's Carl. He's <laughs> like, he's about to whoop his ass. Like, he's got the truck about the door like jazz. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trent's this big old pie fight. It's the stupidest thing ever, but I was actually legit laughing. <laughs> it's one of the later episodes. It's bad. It was a really bad episode. You know, at, 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 you know, the show was really bad at that point, but that was laughing. That was funny. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, you, you... I mean, I'm looking at the episodes here, and really, the first two seasons, if you want what the creators originally wanted this show to be watch the first two seasons yeah because the third season is when it became the Urkel show because that's when the Urkel bot came in and um all that other kind of stuff yeah but there there were some legit you know because you can't have a show in the in the 80s and 90s without having um, you know your your heartfelt 
you know, the more you know kind of episodes. Yeah. And the big one was in season, the season finale of season two, where um, uh, Carl is haunted by the memory of a hostage situation yeah, gone yeah. wrong. And I, I alluded to this back in the, the nice episode, but I got it wrong. I thought Carl shot somebody, but he actually, um, he was trying to work a hostage situation, but he, he was not able to stop the robber from killing an elderly hostage. And so it just bothers him and he snaps at his fa- family and at Urkel, of course, and everyone. And so he goes to the grave of the victim and the victim's widow is there and basically you know says Carl it's not your fault um you know it it was the it, it was the robber's fault and I guess they they did catch him but yeah they they, they caught him because Carl got a, a commendation but he's still racked with guilt because he um he couldn't stop the guy from killing the uh, old man. Right. So, you know, they it, they always had to get at least one heavy episode, but then once season three hit, I mean, the breaks were fucking off, and this Urkel doing whatever the fuck. Yeah, but even so, like... <laughs> it's not a show called Family Matters! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's two Steve Urkels and no family on a show called Family Matters! How the fuck Listen, listen. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, man. Key Peel pegged it perfect. Oh, he certainly did, man. So, <laughs> um, again, you guys know what Family Matters is. We don't have to go into a whole lot of detail about that anymore. Um, but Mm-mm. that was the, the flagship of, of TGIF. And, I mean, Urkelmania was a real thing. And, I mean, it was fine. At, uh, the Urkel doll. Uh, mm-hmm. Weekly Urkel impressions on America's Funniest Home Videos. People at school doing Steve Urkel impressions. Like, if another motherfucker says, got any cheese, I'm going to... Shawn Michaels, he hadn't done this yet. But I would go back in time and say, you know, give him a sweet chin music. <laughs> or did I do that? Oh, oh, oh. that was the worst. Yeah. 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 And so... Um, and then... Oh, yeah, we were about to talk about dinosaurs. And that was the one... Now, when did they announce that? Because I remember, I thought it, I thought it was began in the fall, but I'm looking at the in that Bible here, and it has a listing. It didn't. It kind of happened like mid season. Yeah, it was, it was a mid season show, but I know they, had, you know, because again, back in the day, they would always the the big three networks would always have like a, a TV special either on Saturday nights or Sunday nights and sort of let you know what what is coming down the, the line for the fall season because it wasn't like it is today where there's new seasons and stuff starting like every month. Fall was your big, you know, new show yeah. spot. It would go to fall, then, then you'd have maybe, you know, two, three weeks of uh, vacation or, uh, you know, a uh, break for the holiday stuff. Right. 
and then it'd come back and then it'd finish out and then you wouldn't get new episodes of really anything until the next fall. So the big three networks always had a special here's what's coming this fall or this you know new TV cycle this year. Stay tuned. And Dinosaurs was a big one. I mean, I say that, but I think they lasted it three seasons. It, um, yeah, and even even with that, I thought it went away for a minute and then got, um, not rebooted, but uh, you know, say it was on and then it got started. It went away for a while and then it started it back up, like it was canceled and revived or something. Maybe. I mean, it was a big deal because this was one of the first shows to come out uh, from the Henson Company after Jim Henson Right, died. and I remember seeing news about that. Yeah, because it, uh, it, the show premiered April 26th of 1991, went until 94, Um Jim Henson died in 1990, but he actually conceived of the show in 88. Okay. So it was, you know, it was kind of like the Flintstones, basically, but with dinosaurs instead of people. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. And I, I honestly, I think that's probably how you pitched it. Yeah. And so it, it used a lot of puppetry to bring these, you know, animatronic. It was a lot, lot, a lot of uh, animatronics and puppetry to bring these suit puppets to life. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is basically the, the fat dinosaur has you know, three kids and his job is, it was a weird show because his job was to push down trees mm-hmm. in order to make oil or no, it just pushed down trees. But the the joke is that um, they were making oil because he worked for the Sinclair Company, who, of course, right? You know, Sinclair whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A, no, 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 no. His name was Sinclair. Was his name Sinclair? Oh, yeah, no, that's right. His name is Sinclair. The, he worked for the We Say So Company, which looked like the Dupont logo, but it said We Say So. Right, that's what. <laughs> but his, his job was to push trees down. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the tree pusher. <clears throat> yeah, because that's how you make oil is that, you know, the organic matter gets pushed down and then. But I don't think they came out and said that's why they're pushing trees down. They push trees down because we said so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <clears throat> why. And the, um, uh, I can't remember what the boss's name, but that was Sherman Hemsley. Um, my dad loved this show. Uh, oh, the <laughs> the the boss's name is Bradley P. B. P. Richfield. Richfield, yeah. B. P. B. P. Yeah, which you know, and that would have gone over my head because um, we didn't have B. P. Here back then. We had Amico. Remember, B. P. Took over Amico. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so that I didn't get that joke. I understood the Sinclair. I did not know B. P. Yeah, I I didn't either until later. Yeah, but you know it was um so it it was basically you know a situation comedy with these cartoon or uh, not cartoon but puppet dinosaurs mm-hmm. 
and the breakout character here was the stupid baby. Of course. Um, voiced by... Uh, <laughs> we'll just say vo- voiced by Kevin Clash, uh, also known as Elmo. Yeah. He sounded somewhat he like Elmo. The, I mean, not exactly, but he was basically doing Elmo. Close, but not... Yeah, not quite... Uh, had the uh, catchphrase, of course, I'm the baby, gotta love me, and not the mama. Not the mama. Right? Yeah. But um, it also has the distinction of having one of the darkest season finale or uh, series finales ever. Man. And I saw this too. Did you see it when it, when it aired? I, I didn't see it when it aired, no. I, I had already gotten out of TJF and. and uh, dinosaurs i did and we weren't sure if that was actually the ending or not but then when the show like never came back again like oh shit that's kind of fucked up yeah but basically the the series finale is a meteor coming and wiping everybody out well it was the what they were trying to do they were trying to yeah well the meteor came and then it they were trying to it wouldn't, it, and then like rain, like wouldn't come because like it ruined the atmosphere. So they were trying to, they were trying to feed the clouds to make rain, and it, that didn't work. And so they were trying. To, I, I would have to look up the actual synopsis and see exactly what happened there. But I remember at one point they put, they put bombs in the volcanoes to set the volcanoes off, and that sent everything in like in the nuclear winter, which brought up on the ice age, which brought the end of the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's what. That's it. And he's actually on the news. The guy, the newscaster, is like actually just like basically predicting, you know, the end of you know the end of days right there, and then he just fades away. Yeah, it was. Uh, and in credits, <clears throat> let's see. I, I found the description here. Um, uh, family prepares to celebrate the return of the bunch beetles who arrive in Pangaea every May 14th to eat cider poppies. However, they fail to arrive. It soon emerges, emerges that the We Say So company built a wax fruit factory on top of their mating ground and killed the entire species. Without the bunch beetles to eat them, the cedar poppies quickly overrun the right. continent. And they brought the, the pesticide, right? Yeah, so uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Earl is eager to get rid of the poppies, so he sprays everything with a defoliant. Uh, he, even though he succeeds to get rid of the poppies, he also manages to destroy all plant life on the entire planet. Deciding that rain is needed to bring back the plants, yeah. Mr. Richfield decides to drop bombs in every volcano. Reasoning that the clouds they produce will bring rain, instead the volcanoes produce thick black clouds, blocking out the sun, mm-hmm. plunging the planet into the ice. There stage. it is. By the time Earl finally realizes the massive mistake he made by tampering with nature, it's already too late. He apologizes to his family for ending the world, but promises that dinosaurs simply will not disappear. The Sinclairs agree that they will remain a family no matter what happens as this house begins to be buried yep. in snow. Now, that was the season finale, but they had episodes. At, that that was episode fifty-eight. They had episodes fifty-nine through sixty-five filmed, 
but they, they were never shown on ABC, but they were later shown in syndication. So apparently the snow did go away for for like six more episodes. Huh. Okay. But I'm looking at the the synopsises for those and none of them really mention the snow. So I'm guessing that's probably why they weren't originally aired. Well, you know what? I, I don't get it. What is shares in common? Because Alf ended in a similarly, you know, had a fucked up season finale as well, or series finale as well. When was it the um, when the government finds out about him? And it was actually supposed to um, that was supposed oh, to be the yeah. cliffhanger ending going to the next season, but got canceled. So that basically became the ending. <laughs> So similar thing happened there. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that one. But that's a... I mean, that's a dark as shit ending for a, a stupid sitcom. Because, I mean, honestly, this show's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be. I mean... And it was kind of cool at the same time. I mean, you know, we got these, like... These these family sitcoms, you got this this Henson show all of a sudden just kind of like sort of like broke the uh, continuity. Yeah, yeah, and this was the first Henson project on TV since you know uh, Muppet Show went off the air, maybe. Yeah, or well, no, I think he had some other stuff going on. Right. Well, so that was that. And then there was a show called Going Places. Honestly, I'd be lying if I said I remembered that. Yeah, I don't remember it either. I was just thinking. Yeah, I don't. I don't but that one. okay, so then going back to what we were talking about about this um, alternating block. Sometimes there's a show with Perfect Strangers. Other times they show this show called Baby Talk. Do you remember Baby Talk? I'm reading the, the description. Um, I don't remember it. I do, and I thought it sucked. Um, and it was the last show on the, you know. So honestly, I would I would turn to something else at this point. I, you know, but uh, Baby Talk, it ripped off of Look Who's Talking, or at least so I thought at the time. Because back then I was like, man, how are they not getting in trouble for this? You can't just. That's a whole movie about this. In fact, the sequel was coming out at that point. I was like, you can't do that. I wonder how they're not getting in trouble behind this. But it turns out that the uh, the writer creator of Look Who's Talking had intended for that to be a spinoff. But then, with them doing a sequel to it, they didn't want to confuse people, so they renamed it Baby Talk, and they changed the characters' names and stuff around there. But the but the premise is still the same, where they have some voiceover person articulating the baby's thoughts while while the yeah. adults are doing stupid shit around it. And I hated that show so much. It wasn't Bruce Willis, though. Who was it? No, it was Tony Danza. Oh yeah, now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. That, that show did suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, who else was in there? George Clooney was on. Oh, George Clooney was on there. Yeah, this is still pre pre um, ER George Clooney. So this is when he's jumping in a bunch of stupid shit. Like, he was in my one of my favorite cult classes, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, I guess he was in this at some point. He was in a lot of crazy stuff before he, <laughs> before he kind of became George Clooney, as you know him. Yeah. I'm just reading the description here. Yeah, it was a shitty show, people. It was. It was. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, George Clooney was just one of the men that tried to hit on the baby's mom. Because I think it's established that that the mom left right. the dad, and I don't think they, I don't think the dad was ever on the show. He actually showed. I'm I'm looking at the same thing. Um, he actually did show up, and it was Tony Danza. Oh, <laughs> which is really? really fucked up. Like, wait a minute, what? Really? It didn't happen often. I think he like oh. a couple of times, and it was him. Huh? Yeah. Weird. Oh, uh, another weird thing is that the mom actually, it, it only lasted two seasons, but the mom got switched out in the second season. <laughs> now that I don't remember. Yeah, the, uh, Julia Duffy played the mom Maggie in the first season, and then Mary Paige Keller played her in the second. Maybe because she realized this movie, this is going nowhere, probably better for the career in the long run to jump off. Yeah, and I'm betting, I mean, I don't remember how... Well, Look Who's Talking 2 did, but, you know, why would you stay on Look Who's Talking the TV show if uh, it's not doing all that well? Exactly. So that, uh, man. Okay, so that does it for uh, 9091. Why don't we take a break right here, man? Unless you got anything else to add (laughs) to that shit. Not about that. Um, Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come back. See you on the other side, people. Telmac presents Alfonso Ribeiro. Hi. You know, I wasn't born a dancer. I learned to do it with a lot of help. And with my help, you can learn, too. Moves like the moonwalk. Or the king turn. It's all right here in the breaking and popping book. Almost a hundred pages that simply and clearly take you through the moves. In a few minutes, you could be doing backspins that will flip out your friends or eye-popping moves like the centipede. My step-by-step guide starts with the basics, but takes you all the way to tough moves like the windmill. It's all right here in my easy-to-follow book. And tell mom and dad it's the safe way to break and pop, not the things you shouldn't try. With my book comes a fold-out breaking board. Carry around to give you a huge... 65 by 70 safe dancing area anywhere. Can you rap? Well, there's even a full rap sheet included. Plus, this instruction poster to hang on the wall with even more breaking and popping moves. Yep, you get my book. Fold up breaking board, rap sheet, and instruction poster. Plus, you get the right kind of music. Rap attack. Hey, you, If you like volume one, volume two is radical. Yes, you get my breaking and popping book, the rap sheet, instruction poster, a fold-off breaking board, plus the double album rapid deck, all for under 20 bucks. Alfonso's right, only $19.99. For COD and credit card orders, call 1-800-453-8500. Save the COD charges by sending $19.99 plus $3 shipping and handling to Breakin' and Poppin'. 443 West 50th Street, New York. Alfonso's break-in offer is great for all ages. Have your mom or dad order now. All right. And we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we left off in 1991, man. So um, for me, that was fourth grade. Um, so going to 91, 92, I think the lineup pretty much stayed the same, except, uh, I think we got, this is where we got the, uh, introduction of, uh, this is where we, we got step by step. Step by step with Patrick Duffy. And 
fresh off of um, Dallas. He was on Dallas. Right, and then um, and Suzanne Summers, of course, from Three's Company. Yeah, and the the Thigh Master. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I think this was right around the time of the Thigh Master, if not right after it first came out. Yeah, they knew what the hell they were doing with that. I just, you know, those infomercials. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a spring in between her legs. You just watch her open and close your legs. Yeah. But um, step by step, I watched that show. I think I, I watched that one more than Family Matters. I think. Just because oh. I, I had... Well, no, I take that back. I, I would turn it on for Family Matters and then stay on board for Step by Step. Right. Which, I mean... They were smart about the way they would do these TGIF lineups because, you know, depending on where they put Family Matters, that's how they were trying to lead you into uh, the new shows they were trying to get exposed. You know, like I said, when mm-hmm. they put um, when they put uh, Dinosaurs on, they sandwiched it between Full House and, and Family Matters because they knew you were going to watch Full House. They knew you wanted to watch Family Matters to put Dinosaurs there so you get there first. You know, same thing with this. So they put Family Matters on and then... It led into by, uh, or you know, it was it, it was lead into step by step. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, you stick around to watch that. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I just remember at the beginning they were, um, for whatever reason, they would just show them like, just like goofing around at Six Flags. Oh, that, that was the original intro. Yeah, they're at some amusement park. Was it Six Flags? I thought it was Six Flags because I think they wrote the like the the very last shot is them uh, about to hit the drop on Screaming Eagle. Oh, okay, I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. But that was um, basically the '90s Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, it it was uh, Patrick Duffy with his like wild bunch of kids. He had a he had a a boy that was always getting in trouble girl that was a right. tomboy and then another was it another boy uh damn why am I drawing a blank on who, who all was there he had yeah he definitely had those two did and then well okay let's 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 do it this way um uh Suzanne Summers she had the uh the blonde daughter and then the brunette daughter and then a nerdy kid a nerdy like brainiac blonde boy right so was there another was there another boy here I'm looking at the picture now um yeah there was another was he really was he really little uh he he was yeah he he was younger than the nerdy kid okay alright I remember now yeah so she had No, I take it back. Uh, Patrick Duffy had four kids. He had one that was really old. That was like senior in high school kind of really? old. Okay. Yeah, what am I? And then he had he had the tomboy. Right. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Okay. He had the older kid who 
was the slacker kind of kid that, that always got in trouble and I think had a thing for the brunette daughter I I, I want to say he, he, he was always hitting on the the stepsisters at least in that first season then he had a middle girl who was a big tomboy and then he had um, another son who was the youngest out of all of them right see here I remember I don't remember the older and then there was there was a, a older older nephew that would come by all the time yeah code man or well, Cody but they call him the code man yeah and then eventually the two parents had another baby yeah the famous uh, Atticus syndrome um, which yeah. happens in the middle of just about every sitcom that runs too, runs too long um, there was <laughs> yeah and then like okay so then on for Suzanne Summer she had the nerdy the nerdy blonde kid she had the brunette daughter who was a ditzy like beauty queen type and then she had <laughs> and she had she had Stacy Keenan who you remember from, from my two dads <laughs> oh shit full circle oh my god that's right that's oh. right look at this picture I knew she was familiar yeah she was from my she was the daughter from my two dads but in here she's playing like a she's playing a hardcore like feminist now she's got another dad yeah oh dear <laughs> that's what it was and I, I mean it's yeah it's like it's basically the Brady Bunch yeah they're Except learning to get along with each other right whereas the Brady Bunch they all kind of I mean not that they didn't have like sibling quarrels or anything like that they pretty much all just kind of it all just kind of worked with this one it doesn't they, it takes a long time for them to work out them kinks no yeah cause it, it's the 90s so exactly but the show went from 91 to 97 and then in 97 it and Family Matters moved to CBS to CBS's version of TGIF which was the CBS block party yeah which bombed yeah which we talked about in nights and that went on for another season and then they uh, they both ended and I thought that step by step got moved that Tuesday nights along with Full House, but I was wrong about that. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much step by step. It. I mean, exactly what you said it was. It was the 90s Brady Bunch. Like, yeah. Yeah. But more aggressive in 90s and slacker extreme. Oh, yeah. I was jacked as <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um. Then what other shows? I mean that. I mean, Dinosaur Salon. Um, they added some show in there called Billy, which is a spinoff of uh, Head of the Class, which is kind of well. First of all, this is their mo of like you know spinning off shows that they had in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But Head in the Class was so long ago. At this yeah. point, so, I mean, it's kind of weird they kind of did that. But um, I'd be lying if I said I remember that. I don't think I ever saw an episode of it. I, I don't but either. It, it was weird. They, um, 
because I, you know what, when you were talking about Baby Talk, when they switched the mom out, because I'm looking at the at the grid here, Baby Talk was on in the um, in the fall, in the winter, they switched to Billy. That's probably when they had the issues, and then spring they brought Baby Talk back because Billy bombed. So now, now and, and I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if they just started showing the reruns of Baby Talk because it didn't do well, or because you know they weren't making new episodes of it, or. They just needed something to fill that spot, or what? I don't know if they were showing new episodes or if it was reruns. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was, well, it was probably reruns. Especially if it was a mid-season replacement. Yeah. But then, after that, there was another show called Getting By? Yeah, man. Do you remember Getting By? No. That was um where Bud from Cosby, he was, that was his next, uh, the next show he was on. Um, Him and, uh... Uh, what the hell? Merlin Santana. He was Romeo from the Steve Harvey show. Um, they were brothers. They were um, and it's, uh, Aunt Rachel from uh from Family Matters because I guess she left Family Matters and she does. Oh yeah. So she's their mom, and um, she's got so she's got two sons, and then her best friend is this white woman. She's got two daughters, and. They end up living together for some reason. I don't really remember. No, I'm reading it because this is like Eskimo Brothers all over again. But it's oh, oh no! It it's, they were both they they're they both trying to buy a house, and they, they were inadvertently both sold the same house. So they they, they had to live together. They weren't inadvertent sold shit. That guy double dipped. <laughs> the realtor said, I'm getting money from both of them, and then you'll never hear from me again. He's like, he's yeah. like in the Caribbean somewhere, and they're just stuck with his house. <laughs> yeah, so they end up li- living together because they both own this house. Yeah, and what it was, and I always thought it was kind of weird, um, it was similar to uh, that show. I mean, because you had, you know, a a black family and a, and a white family living together and that was kind of the the whole premise this was a lot like um that show on fox that true colors which i don't think we talked about on jaguars and hoodies no but that was an actual black guy married to a white woman right 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 and this is like the similar thing so they kind of live as like kind of like brothers and sisters but they're yeah. black and white and so that was the whole that was the whole hook of it that's right, yeah. Yeah. I remember that now, yeah. True Colors was a way better show. Um, this, I always thought, was kind of like a ripoff of it. But, I mean, it was not It was, It was. was funny enough, I guess. But it didn't last very long. No, it didn't last long at all, I don't think. Yeah, it only lasted... One season. Or, yeah, for most of it, actually, half a season. And, yeah, and Aunt Rachel left family matters at the beginning of the third season for her own show and it did not work out oh man did she come back she might have cause I mean this didn't last very long I know cousin Richie stayed yeah he did her her son she might have but you know what I I don't know I would have to look actually at wasn't that wasn't uh Richie a sommelier or Samoyet, however you say that last name. Smollett. Smollett. You know, I don't. Yeah. That's a good question. Well, while you're doing that, uh, you you check that out. 
I'm going to talk about this show called Camp Wilder because I'm pretty sure you don't remember that one. Nope. Yeah, well, um, again, back to the ninth episode. We're going to keep her being very self-reflexive referring back to past episodes because, you know, we're kind of filling in space here. Um, you know, filling in gaps. Uh, this is what we were talking about when we said Jerry O'Connell needs a hit because <laughs> he showed up on this and he was like the... He was the main character, but he was the son of the the mother who's supposed to be the main character. But he kind of became like the focal point of the show, I think. Oh, um, but yeah, that was him, and it wasn't a very good show either. It didn't last very long, and that's why it got replaced mid season as well. Um, all I can really say about that is that um, Jared Leto shows up here. This is where Hillary Swank, I think, was one of her one of her early roles, one of her, and uh, as well as uh, Jay Moore, he was here. I know vaguely remember it. I'm looking at the synopsis because uh, I'm trying because honestly I'm doing a disservice but not fine. So she's a she's a Ricky Wilder who's Mary Page Keller who um, she was on um, hell she was on she was on Baby Talk. <laughs> oh God. Um, but anyway, uh, she is a nurse and she's raising her family after parent died so she has a, she has a six-year-old daughter but then she's also the guardian to her um her her uh her brother who is jerry o'connell and uh she has a younger sister and so she you know okay so like the what from from the uh from the internet bible here is that from the time her parents died Ricky understood that she couldn't change out of her persona of the cool approachable older sister and mixed parenting tactics in with the casual setting of a casual laissez-faire household so um the reason it's called Camp Wilder is because like she was like so laid back that like so many like the, the friends of uh her, her siblings they always came by just came to chill you know kind of get away from their household and so it's like full house without being full house because she lived there but they just kind of always came over they were always there mm-hmm I mean, I don't remember specific episodes. I I know I'd seen it a few. T- I mean, I remember laughing at some something, some some of that stuff. But it's not like I tuned into TGIF for this. You know, it just happened to be one of the only things left on, and it was good enough to like that wouldn't turn it off, like Baby Talk, right? But it, yeah, it still wasn't so good, and it. It got replaced in the mid-season as well. Now, this came at the same time as um, as getting by, as uh, and getting by. Oh, by the way, did you find out about Richie? Yeah, it's not. It's not okay. Um, so getting by, right behind getting by was uh, where I live, and I want to say that was the first time I ever seen Ducky Doug. Yes. Yeah, I think that was his first big starring role. But that show, that show, I liked. It was also the first time I no, actually, I take that back. I had seen uh, that that uh, comedian Flex, yeah, Flex. on um, WGN used to have this show, Uptown Comedy Club, mm-hmm. where uh, Flex was a regular on there doing uh, stand up. Uh, also, saw that, that was where you saw early Tracy Morgan doing stand up. Um, so I had known Flex from there. I had known Dougie Doug just from uh, Cool Runnings. Yeah, this is like right before Cool Runnings. Was it before or it was after? Nah, Cool Runnings was like 90... 
Oh, okay. Uh, then then I, I guess I knew I knew him when I saw Cool Run. He's like, oh, that's Dougie Doug from um, where I live. Yeah. But it was... It was how, how would you describe it? It was kind of like... Um, <sighs> it was like a 90s kind of Cosby show? Sort of. Kind of like a 90s Cosby show... It were like a or like a younger version of two two seven. Like if you took them off the stoop and actually had them like on the entire block. Yeah, you know, and it was through uh, Dougie. He had a. Um, <laughs> I can't. I think her name was like it's something. What the hell was her name? Oh god, there was a there was a chick on there who liked him. So like really big, like rough, buff chick. You know, I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember there was one where she was talking <laughs> she was talking about um about uh tearing chicken's heads off like like you know breaking chicken's necks and he's like what would you do that for he said well girls gotta eat don't she <laughs> and I go oh. and I remember like that paid off like <laughs> like a couple episodes later where he, he said where she had a thing for him. He's like, she just keeps bringing me chickens. She's bringing me dead chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was crying. But, um, yeah, it was like, basically, it was like, it was in, it was in Harlem, and it was, uh, yeah, it was like them just getting, getting into shit. You know, they were, um, they were teenagers, you know, so they sometimes show them in schools, and they show them, like, on the block or whatever, after school or wherever they happen to be. Just hijinks in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was more from the from Dougie Doug's standpoint than like the right. parents or anything like that. So that's how it was kind of different than your your Cosby shows or what have you. Yeah, and he um, there was I want no, he didn't talk directly to the camera. I guess I'm thinking of like the the bumpers, but uh, no, he didn't. He didn't talk to the camera. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. In fact, I don't think many shows did that back then. That was more of a 2000 thing. Um, That was an 80s thing, too. Because Saved by the Bell, he always talked. True, true. Zach. True. You got a point. But, uh, yeah, that one didn't uh, didn't last long either. And I I actually liked that one. That was actually one of my favorite shows. It was one of the last ones on Block 2. I would stay up. You know, I'd be actually... More so than the other shows, I'd be waiting for where I live. Yeah, it was a good show, but it only lasted a season. Yeah, and actually, I'm looking over here on the um, on the Internet Bible. Speaking of Cosby, um, the show actually got renewed for a second season because of support from 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 Bill Cosby and like and fan petitions. So, but it wasn't part of TGIF. It got it, it went on Tuesday nights after Full House. Yeah, that that was the death slot back then, I guess. Was Which is weird there. because Full House was there, did well. You would think that if you lead in with Full House, you would do okay, but it didn't work in this case. Um, yeah. And then, let's see. So I said the show returned for in the summer on two days after Full House which raised the ratings temp- temporarily. Bill Cosby then became a consultant on the series. However, the show was moved to Saturday nights. Oh, see. That's what uh, killed it. Saturday night. With the debuting George, all oh, that George Foreman um, sitcom, that was horrible. Oh my god! 
Oh, I forgot it. George had to sit down. So it put it on Saturday nights with George, and that's why it died. Well, there you go. And George got moved to, moved to Wednesdays. It was canceled after airing nine episodes. Well, yeah, George sucked. But, yeah. So that's what killed it. it put it on Saturdays and put it back-to-back with George. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, there's two specific George. episodes I remember about where I live. And there's one where he had a um, he had a he had an album where he bought he bought a CD, and the the the, the hit single was called "Kill Your Mother." It was saying like, <laughs> and it was like talking about how your mother's always telling you what to do, so kill her. And I mean, you know, it's really heavy-handed uh, message about rap lyrics and just kind of what was going. I mean, because you know, this is right around the time when gangster rap is really coming under fire in the news and everything like that. And try to advise you, you know, I mean, if you're going to listen to it, then be responsible. Don't act like, you know, what's going on in the lyrics. But they just kind of went, <laughs> went completely over the mm-hmm. head and talking about kill your mother. It's like he's playing all the time and his mom, got, he got to a fight with his mom about it. And then she, you know, they finally, uh, she finally talked to him. And then they had a real nice talking to you. So he goes out, they both go outside together and throw it in the trash can. Uh, but then there's this one where, uh, I think it was Flex who had the, um, whatever his name was on the show. He had started making these, uh, t- making T-shirts. He had this, this hustle. He's making these T-shirts called Harlem Sushi, and he said because there was a movie coming out called Harlem Sushi, so people were buying it, not knowing anything about the movie. And uh, you know, he's making money hand over fist. And then he and Doug, they got it. He, Dougie, they got into a, um, they got into an argument, and so he took it. So so uh, Flex took, he took the uh, all his designs and went elsewhere with it, and so. Dougie and his other friend they try to make they try to make a little call Harlem Teriyaki <laughs> they're trying to sell them. like come on get your Harlem Teriyaki shirts it's really a movie y'all and they won't know what buy them <laughs> but but I bring that up because there's this company called Sumo Fish you can look at them on sumofish.com we actually have we learned about them they were at a um, Japanese festival we went to um, a couple summers ago that's some really cool like cool designs we got a couple shirts and my wife has some stickers of theirs she has them like on her on her laptop every night man but for the life of me, unless I really think about it, I I keep forgetting the thing is called sumo fish. I always want to call it Harlem Sushi. <laughs> it's because that piece of my mind that still remembers this show and which still still on remembers that episode. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what about you, man? You don't remember anything? I don't remember anything specific. It's been so long. It wasn't until we started doing research for this that I remember the show even oh, existed. Man, I loved where I live, man. That was uh, that was actually legit pissed that that went off the air. Getting by was okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember liking it, but I don't. Getting by was okay, but I mean, when it went off, I was like, oh, well, you know, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. It's like, okay, well, another show come and gone on this channel, like, like you know, in this block, like keeps happening in these later shows. But when where I live went off, I was mad. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. Though this sort of ninety two ninety three is kind of well, I say that, but the next shows that come up were pretty big too. So, but uh, yeah, so let's yeah, let's jump it ninety three ninety four. Um, the next two big shows popped in. The next three big shows. Three big shows. Yeah, three big shows. Uh, Boy Meets World, Hanging with Mister Cooper, and Sister Sister. Now, to be fair, Mr. Cooper was around before, but it was on Tuesday nights. That was led into by Full House. Yeah. It was on Tuesday nights. Now, and it probably like for a season or two, it was there because the original the original premise was he lived in the um 
he was roommates with uh, Don Lewis and Holly Robinson Pete. Mm-hmm. By the time it was on TGIF, he had moved out. He and uh, he got a new place, and it was Holly Robinson Pete was still there, and they kind of always had that on again, off again, will they, won't they thing going. But then his cousin and her daughter move in. His daughter is uh, Raven Simone, or her daughter is Raven Simone. Yeah, this is post uh, Cosby going off. Right. So on TGIF, that was the thing. But on the Tuesday nights, it was still uh, Don Lewis from yeah. uh, Different World and Holly Robinson. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, this is cool. Well, it's hilarious. And honestly, uh, when that show came back on reruns, and it was. Uh, on like I guess it was a WB or whatever picked it up was showing on reruns then seeing it again after I was older I really thought it was funny I'm like man this show was hilarious I wonder why it didn't last longer than it did like that was the show yeah well it lasted a while but um cause it lasted three seasons alone on on TJF I, yeah well you know what I guess so I guess it okay I guess I had a pretty good run I don't yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. And then, um, see that that's the thing is that you know once we got into the '90s, they kind they, they still made original shows for TGIF, but it was a lot of pulling comedies from the other yeah. days, sticking them in there just to see if they they could either bring the ratings up or you know, keep the ratings for TGIF going, because if shows didn't work, they'd hook in, you know, something from a different night that was getting better ratings, or if a show was getting shitty ratings, they'd throw it on TGIF and see if they could bump it up a little bit. Right. And, you know, another thing about the TGIF, or the the earlier seasons versus the uh, later seasons that were on TGIF of uh, Mr. Cooper, is that those later seasons with uh, with Raven Simone and uh, his cousin uh, I can't remember the actor's name uh, who played his cousin uh, they used Soul Man as the intro but before that it just had the song uh, <laughs> it was just an original song with the chick singing Cooper no, I thought that was awesome I wish they would have kept it hey yo what's up what's my theme music Because I think because Don Lewis was singing it, I think that's why they couldn't use it because she wasn't on the show anymore. Right? Yeah, I forgot she was the singer. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's see what else in that. Uh, oh, sister, sister. Yeah. Now, um, well, back to Boy Meets World, real quick. 
I could have sworn. In fact, I would have put I would have put money down and lost it. That Boy Meets World was only on for a couple seasons, and then got got a revival some years later. But I'm looking at this and it looks like it ran the whole way through. Yeah. So I I think maybe I just wasn't watching anymore at that point because I don't I don't remember that. Um. But okay. So sister, sister. Um. That did not last very long, and in fact, it it wasn't until it got uh, re- revived on the WB that it really took off. Because mm-hmm. it was there. I mean, you know, I think it did okay, but then I, you know, for whatever reason, uh, didn't last long on TGIF. And I don't know if they moved to another night or if they just canceled it completely. But then when it came back on um, WB, it blew up. Yeah, it was a mid-season replacement in '94 canceled in 95 WB picked it up in 95 and it uh, it went till 99 so it's another four years yeah and as of January 2018 it's Sister Sister is confirmed for a reboot and it's currently in the works uh, you know I always wanted to see I, I, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have that on any streaming services right now do they I don't think so I was one of my kids to see it, seeing as they're twins. You know, I was like, that's the show that you want to see. And they have a friend, uh, I won't say his name, you know, but he kind of reminds me. He's like, they're Roger. Yeah. And I'm like, God, you guys really need to see the show so you know what I'm talking about. Because, like, his name is something else. But I'm like, he's just like Roger. <laughs> and he sings, too. That's the other thing about it. Because Roger, <laughs> for you guys uh, who don't know or don't remember, he's um, Marcus Houston, or AKA Batman. Which I don't know how he didn't get sued out of his ass for that from uh, that group Immature. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just reading this. I thought that they were. Um, oh, this it did sort of. Uh, the sister sister was kind of like the parent trap, but I thought that Jack A and uh, the dad were together and then got a divorce mm-hmm. and they both took a kid in in the divorce like in the parent trap but no no they no they got separated they got they were they were they adopted were, were adopted adoption and separated yeah and then in the sixth season they introduced the biological father who's a white guy who's yeah. a photojournalist which i didn't even know in real life that their father was white until like very recently maybe like a couple years ago yeah but yeah Although, uh, according to, to this, during the first five seasons, uh, the, the show would often have Tia and Tamara either together or separately break the fourth wall by talking directly to the viewer. They sure as hell did, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, but after it moved to the WB, it was limited mainly to certain episodes and only the teaser mm-hmm. scenes. Not necessarily in the middle of the yeah, episode. Yeah, now that... Um, and, and I like the show. I mean, it was good enough. Yeah, um, it wasn't my favorite show out there, but I mean, I didn't turn it off. I watch it. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of where I stopped watching because Family Matters was shit. Yeah. I didn't like Boy Meets World, so I didn't watch Step by Step. I only watched because originally it it came on after Family Matters, so I didn't watch that. I would come in for Hanging Mr. Cooper, maybe, but by ninety three, ninety four, I was already starting to go out with friends and hang out so I wasn't really watching TV 
Yeah. And in my case, I mean, she's 93, 94. See, I'm still in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be times. I mean, I didn't. I, <clears throat> TGIF for me wasn't appointment television anymore, but if I had anything going on, of course, I'd be home watching it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, th- but this is where I'm starting to kind of not care anymore. Yeah. It's definitely right here. Yeah. Because uh, this, this, this is right here. This is when. This is when Stefan Arkell is showing up. And all the other like really crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's got that personality thing and becomes Bruce Lee uh, one night. Yeah, I think that's exactly this year. Um They shrunk him down and they, they were miniature and then Carl became Urkel oh, for a God. minute. Ago, Steve Urkel used his invisibility ray on Carl, and I wasn't even in the goddamn episode. It was just my voice. Yes, I know, I know, Reggie. I'm sorry. I fucking apologize. It'll never happen again. Then Steve used his voice changing ray to turn Carl into a high pitched, nerdy voice. Who do you think provided the voice for that? Don't get too feisty on me now, Reg. Let's not go down that path, okay? Oh, oh we're going down that path, G. Yeah. Um, on Boy Meets World, that was. I didn't care about it so much in the original run. I remember they started showing reruns on, like, was it Disney Channel or something? By the time I was in college. Or, you know... Somehow I got into that. It would be on at night, or it would just be kind of on. So I watch it, and I found some of that stuff funny, mostly... But not so much even the main character. is mainly, mainly his older brother and, uh, <laughs> and Mr. Feeney, because he drove him nuts. Oh, you mean Knight Rider and Batman Beyond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If if you don't know Mr. Feeney, uh, that actor I forget his name. He is the voice of Kit from uh, Knight Rider. Yeah. And then the older brother is Will Friedel, mm-hmm. who who uh, is a voice actor and uh, is the voice of Terry McGinnis on Batman Beyond. Yeah. Now their interactions were great. Yeah, I I can't say that I ever. I, I probably did watch the show, but I can't. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I can tell you one thing in specific where he was trying to... (laughs) He was applying to college. And, of course, he's dumb and not a good student either. And he's, like, talking to Mr. Feeney because he he wanted Mr. Feeney to be his mentor. And I guess he already saw him as such. But Feeney, of course, he didn't really want anything to do with him. (laughs) Or to shoo him away. But he's like, like, yeah, I'm trying to... Oh, because he knew a girl who was applying to Yale. He's like... Yeah, she's applying to the school called uh, uh, Yale. He said, "Do you know anything about it?" He's like, "I mean Yale." He's like, "Yeah, can can can, can you uh, can you put me in with anybody who can get me into Yale?" He's like, "I couldn't get you into a Yale T-shirt." <laughs> you know, and then he's so it's a couple. It's an arc. It's a story for a while, and then he finally applies to school. He's like, "Where are you going to?" He's like, "Uh, he's, he's uh, Boris." It's like Boris College. He's like, "Yeah, Boris." And he finds out he got he got screwed. Like it was some guy running a scam. Is like just to get application fees. Oh, and so he found out like you didn't get accepted to this Boris College, and he tried to find out like who did it. And they find track my guy's money back. He's like, oh, okay, thanks a lot, Mister Feeney. Oh, by the way, this guy he thinks he's going to school called Duke. You really wish to go help him. You want to go break news to him? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh god, you just see him just seething, just wanting to like choke this kid, but he can't. Now the problem with that show is kind of like the Urkel thing has happened is because. That Mr. Feeney was the uh, he was Corey Ben Savage's teacher in the first season, 
And then every season, somehow he ended up being his teacher again and again. And then every time he go, he went to a new school. All of a sudden, he's there. He's the principal. And then he's at this college, and then he ends up being a dean at the college. Really? See, I didn't pay even that much attention. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that when they got older, and see, at some point, because I didn't follow it that well back in its original run. So again, that's why I guess I thought it went away. But it's just me. I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, when they get old, when they're older in the high school age um they changed the continuity to make it so that Cory and Topanga were best friends their entire life and basically boyfriend and girlfriend their entire life and always knew they were going to be together back in the first two seasons they hated that girl they thought she was nuts (laughs) and she had very little to do with them like other than in class so I don't know when they decided to slip the switch like that but they just I don't know wow but uh, I mean, I guess the show is popular enough for them to get that uh, Girl Meets World spinoff on the Disney Channel. Yeah, but that show wasn't popular enough because it lasted all of the whopping one season. Well, last two oh. was it two? Okay, hop on. Well, it got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. Um, yeah, so. but then yeah, that's uh, in the essence of time. Let's try and yeah. <laughs> uh, move through. Um, next show which I think we need to mention even though I don't remember it was on our own I've seen like a piece of an episode of it so no I don't remember it fondly but in the in the research I you know a little crash crash course research I did here before the show that show took place in O'Fallon and uh not O'Fallon here like right here in St. Louis not Mm O'Fallon where the NWL is oh by the way follow us on Instagram or me on Twitter you see me talk about that those you know pour a little out for the NWL but uh there's because there's actually three old Fallons there's a Fallon over in Illinois so a Fallon kind of in the city and then there's one like out toward like the St. Charles area um but this one's down in the, in the city and I don't really know why they chose that place I mean the other director or the they say anything about the creators being from there or something um do they say that but no because it seems kind of weird that they would choose that particular neighborhood if they didn't know anything about it yeah I, I mean, don't know why yeah but um but I mean that's one thing about, I will say about shows back then is that see nowadays sitcoms they're all kind of in the same like two three cities back then you could be kind of anywhere mm-hmm. you know where you, know, you have a show that's in St. Louis you have a show that's in Detroit um, you have a show that's you know in Indiana somewhere. You know, now it's always got to be, it's always New York or somewhere in New York or somewhere in, in California. Yeah, but this one took place you know right here in St. Louis, but I yeah. don't remember it. <laughs> Other, I mean it it was sort sort of the uh, where where the I brought up the Smolets before because all of those kids were in this show. Uh, Journey, Jesse, Jake, uh, Jazz, Jackie, Jojo, all of them were in this show. Um, that's where I want to say as, I originally, yeah, that's where I say I originally saw that uh, Journey. Yeah, that I was her like first role, and then of course you know she's gone on to do other things and 
out real fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it, isn't one of them on? Isn't JoJo or something on uh, Empire or something? One of them is. I don't. They think it might be him, but you know, I don't know. I, don't, I never really watched Empire. Um, but that's that's kind of the last year I really paid much attention to TGIF anymore. I mean, going forward, I kind of dip in every once in a while. Like I know I I know I've seen a few episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, I never um, watched Sabrina. The only other show, well, two. There's one show I, I want to mention just because it's an oddity and I don't remember. But in the other only other show that I tried hard to watch every every weekend but I, I know I missed several was uh, the last attempt by the Henson Company to have a, a Muppets type show on TV which was Muppets Tonight and that show I liked it, it was kind of 90 spin on the old Muppets variety show and it had um, it had a lot of like the popular uh, musicians and, and actors of, of the time on there. the The best one I think is when Prince was on there. Wow, I remember that. I know there was there did I knew there was one of the spoof of Baywatch. Oh yeah, it was Spamela Hamberson. Yeah, but I don't see. I remember Muppets Tonight, but I don't remember it being TGIF. I I, I did start. Yeah, I don't know if it did or not. Uh, yeah, I think it started on TJF. Oh. It, I don't see where it shows any other day. Okay, well, I know it. So it, it started on TJF and then they moved it to the Disney Channel and then it, it kind yeah, of right. sputtered well, and died. There you go. Um,. But you said they have another show, Last Attempt, and it was Aliens in the Family. Dude, I don't remember a goddamn... I feel like this is a prior play situation where... Like, what the hell is this? We watched TV at this point. Well, I don't... Man. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember seeing promos for it. Nothing. There are full episodes out there. Well, we might have to have Quentin talk about it because I... Like I said, this is like a prior place situation. Yeah, I, I don't... If It was basically... A man got abducted by an alien, and they fell in love, and they try to live on oh, Earth God. together. Uh, with a, it's it's like the Brady right, Bunch, yep. but with put it on the put it on the docket. Quentin, tell Quentin. And then there, there's a, I mean, all of the. All of the uh, aliens. Well, there, there's one puppet that's the baby, and it can talk. It looks kind of like the the uh, baby from Dinosaurs. You know, it's the same sort of body type, but it has a big squid head, kind of like uh, it looks like Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Got the two eyes on the side of the head and the big dome head. Yeah, I I don't know anything about it. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll we'll have Quentin come talk about it one day. Just, yeah, let's just 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 mark it down. Um, so yeah, it, it's safe to say that neither of us were really paying attention to TGF anymore at this point. Um, oh, I have to read this this little quote right here. Oh, um, 
the the show premiered March fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. It was pulled from the TJF lineup after two weeks. <laughs> um, and replaced with reruns of other TJF shows. The show did not return for over four months and aired the rest of the episodes on Saturday mornings. Well, no wonder. That's why I don't remember it. But Jaleel White, who starred as Steve Urkel on Family Matters, was a vocal critic of TJF, adding Jim Henson programs to the TJF block. Uh, Aliens in the Family debuted the same year as Muppets Tonight and speculated that their addition ruined the block's credibility by changing the target demographic from whole oh, really? families to children. You, you want to talk about ruining a, ruining whole families? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't remember them changing the name to the Steve Urkel show. I think this was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was called Family Math. We <laughs> got two Steve Urkels in a show... You got two Steve Burgers, no family in the show. Let's go, family matters. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good one, Jaleel White there. Um, so that's why I remember that show. Um, that makes all the sense now. Um, but I will say, like I said, we weren't paying attention to this, this block anymore by then. Um, definitely not anything after that. Because, like I said, I know I've seen Sabrina, some of that. Um, again, more of it in reruns, more so than original run. But I remember sometime in like my junior year in high school which is like 97, 98 I just remember flipping past there one day or seeing the listings and like other than Boy Meets World they have Sabrina they have some show called You Wish a show called Teenage Girl. like everything on this show everything on this channel is bewitched like everything's all magical yeah well like yeah this, this sucks that just turned out completely so I never I, I was done after that yeah I, I was done before that but definitely at that point I was like, yeah, they run out of ideas. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, that is TGIF. That's TGIF for you. I mean, because, I mean, they tried to reboot a revival of it, but, I mean, it didn't really work, and they don't... Twice. Twice. They they brought it back in 2003. Uh, didn't work, and I think they brought it back... Well, they they brought it back here re- recently with the Shondaland shows, but they changed it to TGIT. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks, thank God it's Thursday, and they had for like scandal and uh, how to get away with right. murder. Right, and that's different because it's you know it's not this block of comedies. It's uh, like you said, the Shondaland shows. These are um, suspense, or like that. So I mean, yeah. fair enough. But that's yeah, not the same thing. Um, I mean, honestly, we still never answered that question. We probably won't. Of like how Friday became the death slot, as opposed to like how it was before. But TGIF going downhill. I don't know if that. Well, I mean, you can look at the quality of the programming. It just got really weird after a while. But also, I mean, you can look at it. You can see. I mean, that it wasn't the juggernaut it used to be. People weren't just watching on Fridays anymore. Yeah. You know, but I think I've talked about this before too. And like the one, the one of the only reasons I saw so much twenty twenty as a kid is because yeah. of this. Because it's not like I would tune into twenty twenty, but TGIF would be on and go off in twenty twenty beyond. I still be awake and be like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm just not sitting watching. Yeah, twenty twenty was always the lead in, or, or the the lead out yeah. rather. Right. Yeah. But, but uh. Anyway. 
Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome stuff back in the really the early to mid nineties. Yeah, they they knew what they were doing. I mean, it it did lead to you know an iconic an iconic block of shows, and then it it was the father of all of the the blocks that we have now. Like 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 uh, you said before. Yeah. Like I I don't know if Adult Swim would be around if it wasn't for TGIF. Yeah. You know. Or. What's Fox's animation block? Oh, animation Dom- domination. Damnation. Yeah, that might not be around. Well, it might be around, but it wouldn't be branded the way it right. is. And that's, I guess, the point we're trying to make. The branding and the whole... Yeah. And, you know, when something gets added to that block, it's important. Like, oh, what's, what's in here now? You know? Right. Right. But uh, I guess that's it for, uh, for that. So um, where can they find us? They can find us at www.nojibbajabbafm.com, at facebook.com slash nojibbajabbafm, on Twitter at DeathCakesPod, or the two of us individually. I am at Ilrockski. Jay is at jru78. That's J-A-Y-R-U-7-8. On Instagram at nojibbajabbafm. And uh, I believe that's going to do it because we were on Vero, but we don't use the damn thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, until I'm sure that it's not, uh, the, until I'm sure it's viable. There's not a whole lot on there. Right, which is kind of the whole point anyway. If it becomes yeah. one, if it becomes viable, you'll see it's there. If it doesn't, well, then, then it won't. Right. Right. All right, then, folks, till uh, next time. See ya! To my story, but my story ain't much different from hustlers that came before me. Like them folks, I started pitching coke and weed to get my cheese. Cause I too was on a mission to be rich and had them bitches that I seen on television. See, I, I had envisioned dreams to be like niggas I had seen on television screens that be hella freaking clean. I mean, at least to me, so I was pushing white and purple, ignoring the lessons I had learned from watching Steven Urkel. See, Steve was my favorite more than all the others. Cause Steve was nerdy, but he had a good head on his shoulder. So as a kid he taught me values But then I got older and started hating on the kids That was something like Steve And for that matter anybody that wasn't like me Media influence got the best of me I suppose suppose. So my mind was closed Wanted diamonds and clothes But I was looking through garbage trying to find me some gold I knew better I remember something my parents had told me They said the days go by And one day you'll look back if you don't open your mind, kid, you gon' be wishing you had. You see, they said the days go by, and one day you'll look back. If you don't open your mind, yeah, you gon' be wishing you had So thank you mom and dad For the advice you giving But I don't give a damn And I ain't trying to listen Well, that was the way I treated wisdom Like bitches and hoes That was the way I treated women See, I was raised Muslim And my grammar school was Christian But money was like my God And hustling was my religion So if they made a couple G's Then I made a couple more I just wanna double up too Like the number four But I was fucking up Doing wrong, losing friends But emotion was the main thing I ain't want to show I started drinking more That fucked up my digestion I started smoking more But then I got congested I started hustling more But then I got 
arrested in county behind bars. They impounded my car, combined with lawyer fees. I wasted all my cheese. When I got out, my girl hugged me and she bought me food. My friends was happy to see me. My mama said it too. They held me down, even though I was acting a fool. Happily after, I learned that family matters. It's true. Now I know days go by. And one day you'll look back. If you don't open your mind, you gon' be wishing you had. Now I know days go by. And one day you'll look back. Yeah, if you don't open your mind, the kid, you gon' be wishing you had. Now I'm gonna tell you what you are, Reginald Val Johnson. You're a fucking pawn in that nerd's game. You are a fucking pawn!